Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Oh, hey, before we start the show, i got to tell you about the Allegedly podcast with my lawyers, Bo Bowen and Ryan Schmidt. They got pop culture, they got legal news, they got behind-the-scenes antics, and a whole lot of laughs. One of the best podcasts I've ever heard. Allegedly with Bo and Ryan at thebowenlawgroup.com. Link in the description and everywhere you get your podcasts, of course. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. Rubber Nation's Capital, it is Wednesday, April 12, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska interview on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 812 of the Biden-Harris administration, 573 days until the 24th presidential election. Find me on Instagram, the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go, Patreon, BobSeskaShow.com, Spoutable, Bob Seska, no other words in that. So it's Cliff Schechter Day again on the interview show. This time around, we're doing a deep dive into the epidemic of gun violence and mass shootings. You might not know this, but Cliff is absolutely an expert on this topic, among many other topics. Having worked so closely with Mike Bloomberg on gun control messaging and advertising, how do we break through the current inability to get anything done nationally to roll back the proliferation of firearms? What are some new ideas that we can pursue? Plus, questions from our Patreon subscribers at bobseskashow.com. Make sure to subscribe, like, and smash that notifications bell on Cliff's YouTube channel. Link in the description to do that. Okay, strap in as we make the jump to Schecter space. More fun, more music, the Bob Seska Show. Today is my day of packed hell, where I'm finishing up everything to get my taxes in. It started sort of last night, and I usually just make myself suffer through a, a day or two of just absolute death. I can think of 50 different torture devices I would use on myself right now in yeah. favor of instead of actually doing my taxes. Yeah, it's but, such a point of stress, you know. man. It's like bears down on you and it surprises you every time the time comes. Yeah, like, oh my God, is that, I got to go through all that crap again. Right. And it's like, I, I swear to God, it's like, I, I know like emotionally and, and mentally that it's coming. Yeah. It's like it's January. It's going to be April in a couple months, you know, it's always that existential dread right. of, Oh my God, if I screw this up, 
man, I don't want to piss off the IRS. <laughs> it's like, right. Well, yeah. Well, that's mine too. Is more like the time and effort. Like if I have to deal with, you know, uh, like these guys, if they were to ever audit me, you know, like I'm not worried about honesty. I'm honest in this stuff. It's just, I'm not organized. <laughs> So, know. you know, at any period of time, I may have certain stuff, but then by the time they audit me, I don't know where the hell it is, right? Like, I mean. Have you been audited before? Has that happened to you? I have not, but I've had friends who've been, and it just yeah, sounds like too. like a miserable, <laughs> miserable experience. And I, like, I even would say them at that point. Yeah. Honestly, I'd be like, do you want five grand? Like, this isn't a bribe. Let's just assume that, like, I made a mistake and, and didn't give you five grand. I'll give it to you if you'll just go away. <laughs> Like that's, yeah. that's the level of, of suffering it is for me. Just, just take my money and leave me alone, please. Yeah. Yeah. My parents used to work for the IRS. And so oh the, my gosh. they put the fear of God in me about the power of that institution. So that's why I, I'm just like perpetually paranoid. Like, Oh, is this going to be the year I'm going to file my taxes and they're going to pick my name out of a hat and demand to see my colon x-rays or something like that. It's just going to be miserable. That will happen, dude. That will happen. The once uh, your blood type and <laughs> thanks. Other more, other more uh, personal. I'm just. I was hoping right, you'd talk, talk about, me let's down. Let's talk about other stuff. I didn't mean to drag the show down. Well, I'm like you know in my own little bunker in like my third floor office of my home here, like staring at papers around. Like, what have I done? What do I need to do? I'm, I'm actually about ninety five percent done. So good, good. This is per a perfect break, so I can go and just do that final bit of of shit. Yeah. After this. Well, that's the other side of it. When I finish my taxes, you know, I have an accountant. So when I say I finish my taxes, I, I hand off my paperwork to them and they that's finish my I taxes. Do too. But that's I always feel I like I mean. when I finish, it's like I can bend steel with my brain or something like that. I that's feel like saying, powerful right? and invincible. Yes, I've done it. I've Another year. I've gotten it all finished. No, no, I, I'm the same way. It's so funny. I'm like, yes. You know, I feel like going out and just freaking running a marathon. I mean, it's like, and I do, I, I'm, I'm a wimp too. Not, not that yeah. you're a wimp, but I hand it over to them, man. I could <laughs> never do all of it. Like I'm sitting here, everything I'm working on are, are, are whatever I can find, you know, receipts, things like that. And otherwise good faith estimates that then they can turn in and, and I know that they're about right so that I can now spend the, I'll, I'll get an extension and spend the next six months looking for the actual documents. 95% yeah, right, right. of which I'll find and we'll be fine. But it just, the whole thing, it, there's no way I can, I can turn off the stress. But okay. Well, let's talk about crappy Republicans. Yeah. Well, you know what? As long as you and I have known each other, we've been trying to wrap our heads around the gun issue. I know you're immensely involved with uh, gun control activism and just the issue in general as far as being an expert in terms of what the dynamics are of this thing, of this uh, epidemic we have in this country. And as you know, we've got, what, it's now up to 146 mass shootings so far this year. And, of course, zero legislative action in Congress and any state legislatures with Republicans in charge. But even if we could pass... And, and they're even going in the opposite direction. Oh, yeah. Like they, I mean, again, it's, it's suicidal. It's like the this, this stupid, you know, people among us, which is why, again, like, I, you know, people get mad at me for saying that. They're just they're people who are stupid, and I'm not going to be shy about saying it. And it's like the dumbest people among us are now the ones that are, that are managing our affairs when it comes to this kind of thing. 
Why? What? I mean, what kind of justification? I mean, I understand the superficial justification for the gun hobbyists, and they are hobbyists. What we're talking about here when it comes to the Second Amendment, ultimately, are people with their collections of retail products. I mean, if you boil it all down, that's what it is. But what is the justification behind just eliminating permits for firearms, permits for open carry. It seems like that's a Rubicon that they should never have crossed, but yet they are state by state. They're rolling that back. And so I don't understand the policy justification for it as far as public safety, as far as protecting, I mean, cops, for God's sake, protect the, at the very least Republicans, protect your cops, but they're not even doing that. It's They're unable to trace these firearms as well as they should be able to because they don't require any permits. It just seems ludicrous. Right. Like, well, suddenly we're going to well, roll back driver's license regulations for driving a car? Is that... I, I mean, might somebody- as well. I mean, you know, these are the things I, I, I never know how much you want me to discuss or how little. Because, like, obviously when you talk about it, we did some work on this together, but I worked doing PR stuff for Bloomberg's group on gun safety yeah. for a number of years, did some contract work for the Brady campaign and others have written probably somewhere between 50 and a hundred pieces on the subject. So I, I kind of know too much about this and I don't want to bore people or do whatever, <laughs> but I think the the easiest way to look at this is, you know, and I can give you the perfect example right now in Ohio here, right? Where, we are on the precipice of being a full red state. We've we've maintained a purplish red tint by the fact that we still have some races that are close. And I still would argue that if Peter Thiel hadn't dumped 30, you know, fucking billion dollars in here, sorry, million, what's mm-hmm. the difference that, that the Tim Ryan race would have been close. I still think he might have lost. But it wouldn't have been six points. It would be more like two. I mean, we're a, we're a, a slight, we're a lean, you know. But we still have Sherrod Brown. We mm-hmm. just won in a big swing congressional race last time. Okay, well, so we know how crazy our state legislature is. They're fucking imbeciles. They're yeah. like they're not far off from Tennessee. It's pretty similar, even though we're a much more blue state comparatively to them because of the gerrymandering. Well, they just passed a law here um, that says you can't have your your your. Um, uh, your phone. You can't have your cell phone in your hand while you're in your car. And my response to that is, to that is yes, public safety. Oh my God, we've got a government that's actually looking around, seeing that there's plenty of accidents happening because mm. fucking doofuses are sitting there fumbling with their goddamn phones when they when you know or playing Pokemon Go or some shit when they should be driving, and it's getting people killed. Right. Yeah. And sometimes we have to make laws for all of us because the bottom three percent fuck it up for the rest of us mm-hmm. or whatever percent it is. And so I sat there and I said, my God, look at this. They're passing this law. It's in the public interest. There are going to be some selfish assholes out there. Be like, oh, I can drive and look at my phone at the same time and, you know, whatever. And then compare that to guns. Right. Like they here on this issue, they passed this completely common sense law because they looked at numbers and saw there was a rising level of deaths you know, due to this and accidents. And so they were going to address it. And then, and all these places that refuse, they do just the opposite. And so how to answer your question is my biggest problem hasn't been that we haven't conquered everything on guns. It's that we haven't tried. It's that the, the first, you know, there were those, so many of those Southern Democrats and, and even, you know, mansion types, and they're mostly gone now, but we let the filibuster block it. There's, there's gerrymandering and all mm-hmm. these things. And the simple fact of the matter is, is that, that we have the, the all of these things that overwhelmingly 
we know work. Any yeah. you, you know anybody who's showing you any other statistics is just fucking lying. You know, can you find anecdotes? Yeah, there's an anecdote where grand grandpappy pappy, you know, got <laughs> got out of like somehow got his four hundred pound ass out of his fucking rocking chair when some somebody came to rob the local fucking you know quickie mart and got up and went in and shot the guy and killed him and yay good guy with a gun. And yeah. for every time that anecdote that they'll literally share until like you want to bleach your eyes to not see it anymore, <laughs> every time that happens or all the other times where somebody comes in and shoots the wrong fucking person, shoots themselves, shoots their children by accident. They're not trained in these situations. There is no reason you would want people just like with a car or just like, I don't know, pick some other heavy machinery, a tractor, pick something they can kill lots of people. You would want people – in a well-regulated, to use a phrase, uh, you know, area like that to know – to have proven written tests, proven through uh, actual performance tests, to have been licensed, registered, showed you that they're that – taken a test to prove that they're, they're emotionally fit, especially if they're going to be handling something that can kill people. And what happens here is these guys, it's just it's, – it's to own the libs as part of it, just to be absolute fucking cocks. Pardon the expression, but that's what they are. Yeah. Um, and and but part of it is also we're at this point now where that where the right wing feedback loop controls what they believe. And to, so to me, there's everybody. A lot of people are sure talking about the NRA. I wrote a piece for the New Republic about a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is, the NRA is yesterday's news. Right? They helped build this edifice, and we can attack them because they're just ghoulish, low life fucking pieces of pond scum. But in the end. They're not. There's plenty of dirty money now coming in from everywhere. Peter Thiel and Elon Musk and fucking Vladimir Putin through whatever bank. Like they don't need people. They don't need the NRA's money anymore. Yeah. Yeah. What what the what the NRA is is just one big part of the propaganda that keeps people falsely convinced that having a gun in your house makes you safer as opposed to 440% more likely to shoot yourself or a member of your family, and you know that that. That they're the good guy with the gun myth, and the fact that the assault rifle ban didn't work, it did. And the fact that, you know, as I, the, the still, I've tweeted this one thing out twice, and both times it became the most viral thing I've ever sent out, which is, you know, um, essentially saying, absolutely true, uh, gun laws will never work in the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've only, they, they, they've never worked anywhere else. Well, you know, except Switzerland and Sweden and Austria. And Japan and the United Kingdom and Canada and Israel and Argentina. And I just, I start going through a list of mm-hmm. places and it ends up taking up three or four tweets. Yeah. Like we've seen what every other country has done. It worked. We saw, you know, what works because what's one of the big, the big, and if I'm talking too much here and you want to jump in, let me know. Bob, but like, <laughs> I will. I, I assure you, I it's will. always a problem. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Here's the last thing I'll say on this. Okay? No worries. No, this is why know, you're here. Yeah. We also know because lower states that have lower gun ownership have fewer gun deaths. We're getting to a point where you've probably seen a few of these road rage pieces mm. on what's going on in Florida and Texas where people literally, there was one the other day with two guys with their kids in the car who just start shooting at each other because they're angry. This kind of shit is going to increase and and like you know it's it's happening because they're putting guns in everybody's hands and not even trying to discern where they belong who's trained to use them who is the psychological makeup it's it, it's just going contra like all evidence and all science and i predicted this i'm not going to try to sound like you know i hate when people are like, oh, i knew this was going to happen 
look, I said this looking at trends five years ago. If you go back mm-hmm. and look at pieces, you know, I was saying there was, I remember there was what happened in Mumbai when there was a huge terrorist attack with these guys with assault rifles and whatever, you know, we're in all parts of the city shooting. And I, my response was, you think something like that's not going to happen here? Yeah. It's the easiest thing in the world. Now it hasn't yet in that way, but cap the January 6th certainly was something like that. Would that have been nearly as dangerous if, if those folks didn't have guns? I mean, it would have been terrible, but still, you know, and, and that's what we're living with people with plots to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer who are armed. Yeah. You yeah. know, people with plots to kill Eric Swalwell's children who are armed, you know, and, and, and no other country reacts this way. And so we have all these other countries as evidence. We have state by state that New York state is much safer than Ohio, for example, mm-hmm. on the, and then I'll give you the final one, which is the one you're going to know well, which is they always say, well, guns, you know, it doesn't do any good. Look at all the heaven in Chicago, not mentioning you can drive to like a, an Indiana suburb in 15 minutes, go buy any gun you want and bring it back to Chicago. Yeah. And Same the fact that with, as far as crime goes, Chicago isn't even listed in the top 10 as far as cities with crime Chicago per just capita. Means black to them. Exactly. The New York means yeah. Jew and San Francisco means mm-hmm. gay and right. there's probably a few others. But, but the point being is they're, they're not even telling the truth. The guns are coming from them. San, Chicago's laws are working to prevent guns from being sold in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but you know the best one of all, which is Hawaii. Yeah. The gun violence level in Hawaii is so much lower, it starts approaching other countries. Not quite, because the laws there still aren't as stringent as most European countries. But here, gee, everybody, you know, do the math problem. What is this different about Hawaii than the other states? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is it? How, what's the, di- yeah, right. You can't just drive 10 guns across the border. I mean, exactly. New York's laws can be what they are, but the reason Bloomberg started that whole group is because they were seeing guns come in from places. One of the worst was actually Tennessee, Tennessee and Texas and a few other states in like, and their 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 people were their cops and their people were dying from them. So this is all just, I mean, a long way of saying like, there is no when you treat any of their arguments about the so-called Second Amendment, which is an, which is an abomination, what they've done to it, what this what fucking Alito's done to it. It's a joke, and the rest of them. Whether they, you know, when they start talking about no guns making more safe, this, I mean, there's no point in arguing with them. There's no good faith there because they're mm-hmm. either really fucking stupid or they're lying because there's no other possibility. Yeah, yeah. What I'm trying to think of, what I'm trying to wrap my head around, Cliff, is the fact that every time there's another mass shooting, we get caught in this rut of sameness. I'm not seeing a whole lot of new ideas in terms of how to tackle this. I, I tend to see a lot of the same ideas. Oh, we have to repeal the Second Amendment. Oh, we have to pass new gun legislation. Oh, we have right. to do this. We have to. It's the same sort of, it's like Groundhog Day. And, you know, we focus so much, for example, on the NRA, not realizing that there are many other gun lobbyists out there beyond the NRA. National Shooting Sports Foundation, the Gun Owners of America, and so on. And these are lobby groups that are spending millions and millions of dollars. And gun lobby expenditures on promoting uh, gun ownership after Sandy Hook doubled. It's an amazing thing. If you look at the charts. It affects our culture hugely. Right. Yeah, so I'm not yeah. saying that's not a big part. I didn't mean to say the NRA and these other guys aren't playing a big role. Oh no. But the worst the worst role is the feedback loop now. It's it's the worst role is the same reason Republicans are scared to dump Donald Trump mm-hmm. because they're scared their primary voters will turn against them. We've had an entire generation where Fox News and talk radio and every other right-wing crazy outlet with mainstream media refusing to push back with the truth and just both sidesing it 
making up pure fabrications and lies, but also essentially saying it's your man card, which Dana Loesch, actually, that was their thing at one point. Like, you have to have a gun to be a normal American, which is completely against the history of this country. Yeah. That, you know, in the 19th century, numerous states you would never believe now, Wyoming, Kentucky, you know, where there was just two shootings the other day, actually had bans on concealed carry. Mm-hmm. That was completely consistent with the Second Amendment, right? Um, you know, you know the old story. You watch the movie. I'm sure Tombstone. They banned guns when you came into the town. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, guns. I Dodge mean, City too. Find, I mean, a lot of those right. old West towns. You couldn't bring guns inside the city limits. You, you can find so many examples to know how how full of crap they are. But the biggest thing I try to point out to people when people are like, hey, "How are you living in this dystopia?" Two things have happened. One, um, the right. The, the the NRA radicalized, and again, they got Fox in these places to make it so that, you know, now it's part of your identity as Republican. You have to love guns. And in a base, who's going to turn out to vote? If you do the slightest thing on guns, mm-hmm. um, they're going to come after you. That And that's what's locked Republicans in this. Um, and th- this has been going on for about 30, 40 years. And the biggest thing people should know is as of like 19, I want to say 77, 1980, somewhere like that. Um, we were tra- we were tracking with European nations and actually had legislation out there to potentially ban handguns. That's how far we had gotten. Yeah. Believe it or not, we were in the same sort of place they were, and there were only like it was either three or four states in the entire country where concealed carry, you know, where it's shall carry versus like you have to prove you have a need for a gun, mm-hmm. which is what this the Supreme Court just overturned. Um, you know, before that, where it was, unless you had to, unless you could prove you had a need for a gun, the only places that were free for anyone to conceal carry were like three or four states. And they're exactly the places you would think. It was like Montana, Wyoming, Vermont, places that were completely rural. And that's it just so there's so they and then they started convincing everyone to buy guns. And suddenly more people in rural in, in urban areas are in suburban. So you've got that cultural change and then you've got the technological change, which is the weaponry. You just, you know, AR-15s weren't available. Yep. Right. We had we had we had battlefield weapons that were machine guns, and you know these assault rifles that really were away from them to get around the machine gun ban of the 1930s. Again, another example of gun control that works because they actually try to enforce it, and you never hear of anybody getting a hold of a machine gun in this That's country. Right. Yep. Um, it's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Well, so th- this was their way of getting around it. They started doing it sort of in the 80s. And, of course, as technology improved, these things became more lethal and more like I'm going to look like the cool soldier on Sunday kind of thing. And that's where – I mean, honestly, that's where we are right now where – like I don't think – I was printing this again. I don't think people get just how unsafe we all are on a daily basis. We're all just walking around in, in a lottery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think one of the things that could save us, going back to what I was saying a second ago, is some new ideas in terms of how to tackle this problem. For example, I, I was mentioning the amount of spending by the gun lobby uh, year after year. You go back to like 2006. They spent, and this is across all of the gun lobbyists, they spent about $3.2 million in 2006. 2013, they spent nearly $16 million, same in 2021, and then uh, for the rest of the years in between about $9.6 million and $12.8 million. That's a lot of spending. What we need to do is to start 
uh, throwing more money at this problem, I think. Are are there other financiers, yeah, who'd be willing to pay for, say, for example, this thing that I've been playing around with, which is kind of an ongoing grassroots campaign modeled after the anti-smoking, anti-big tobacco campaigns, but gear that towards firearms by stigmatizing the gun culture through just this relentless advertising campaign with videos and changes. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, you're really smart, which is why we I worked with you on some ads uh, <laughs> a number of times. Yeah. But no, you you get it, right? Like a lot of it's cultural and shame-based, and you have to make people ashamed of having guns, particularly the ones you're trying to reach. Or in, right. Like you may never reach the rural MAGAs, but in suburban areas and places like that, it needs to be to, to be something you're embarrassed about admitting that mm. you've got a gun. Like you're, So that is, a, I wish, a multi-million. I mean, it used to be, it was, you know, and I, and I haven't, I'm not as close anymore, to be clear. I've got nothing against them, but I haven't worked with them on a project now probably for five years and haven't worked closely. I've done stuff for some other groups and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've, I've hung around the issue, but I would say to you, back then it was Bloomberg. Every once in a while, Bill Gates or one of those folks would throw in a little bit of money. And, you know, and I don't mean a little bit, but for them, it'd be like a million or two. And you're like, gee, oh, how did that hurt? No, it's not going to do you it. And, yeah. No, I mean, and even when Bloomberg spent, the truth of the matter is, in my opinion, he never spent enough. He had this, we had this huge resource advantage over the other side and a guy who had $40 billion. And, I mean, it was great. He put $250 million or something into it. Trust me when I say we wouldn't even be where we are without his money. Mm-hmm. But I always wondered, like, what are you going to do with all that? You know, why not $3 billion, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, think of all these public service announce- announcements you're talking about. Think about all the, the ballot measures. Think about it. And that and, – because those are expensive, and that ends up being the issue here is that even around some of those those initial big attempts at stuff, you had what – you know, you, you'll know him because he used to be the Huff, at the Huff Post. Um, mm-hmm. What's his name? Lehrer. Ken Lehrer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is, is yeah. his owner. He was very into gun safety and put money into – some of this stuff, if you know who Nick Hanauer is, who's mm-hmm. been all the disclosure, a client of mine before, brilliant guy, who's one of the original investors. <laughs> he knew uh, Jeff Bezos in high school. He yeah. was the original <laughs> investors in, in Amazon. He won that lottery. Um, but he's wow. a brilliant guy. He's made, done very well since and separated himself from any Bezos-like activity because he's very like you know to the left on all sorts of issues, economic issues too. Um, we have some of them. I just I don't I, I, I was involved more closely at one point. I'll admit to you that some of some of the reason, you know, I started doing some other things, some other opportunities came my way, but also it was a lot of frustration mm-hmm. because there were a lot of folks who were not who just are too sort of timid what's the right word. Shy. Like, like blue bloods, right? Mm-hmm. They they're like, I don't want them to attack me on Fox News. And it's like if, if you go around <laughs> with that mentality of you don't want them to, because night in and night out on Fox News and places like that, Newsmax, whatever, they're telling people how guns save people and are great. And if you're going to fight that kind of thing, you got to be out there fighting it, proving they're wrong. And you got to be willing to get in the dirt and get nasty. And when you find out one of these guys is a fucking child molester, point it out. You know, when you find out that that the guy who originally started the new NRA was somebody who actually murdered a Latino kid. Why do most people not know that? When you find out that one of the legal counsels for a while at the NRA was somebody who killed his girlfriend's parents, why do people not know that? Like, they're just, there should be so many more resources spent on showing who they are and what they are. Um, but I will say to you, in the end, Bob, it comes back to, to a certain degree, the same problem as we have on other things, mm-hmm. which is they, they have a huge megaphone. 
that to ours, we need a much larger megaphone and not just on guns, one that can reach people in the same ways and, uh, and, and speak to people emotionally. And it's very easy to when there's dead kids, for fuck's sake, yeah. and make it clear that, that Republicans are doing this, that it, it's not a he said, she said. I've, I've tweeted this out a number of times. 99% of Democrats are for most or every single one of the like sort of eight or so reforms that have been uh, thrown out there. Like the lowest number you might get on some of them is 96% or something, mm-hmm. but 99% are for background checks, red flag laws, child prevention locks, these kinds of things. On the reverse side, 3% of Republicans have been willing, and this is in DC, this analysis, so it doesn't extend yeah. to the states where I bet it's even worse. 3% of DC Republicans have been willing to vote, you know, with the exception of that one bill they voted for. Uh, bipartisan bill with Biden, and that one did do a number of good things, as I pointed out. But it wasn't, you know, any good in the public health realm is good. It saves lives, but we're, but it's not near what we need. So yes, ten, you know, a bunch of them came over on that one. But on any normal one that would have a a required red flag law, background checks, you know, you get three percent of Republicans, three percent. Mm-hmm. And then when you move to to uh, assault ri- rifles and whatever, you're down to 1% or less. There's like one House Republican who, who, or two who are in favor of it. Yeah. And I don't even know if there's any in the Senate, maybe Susan Collins. You know, and it's like, you know, so this isn't a, oh, the politicians. It drives me nuts when people do it. It's fucking Republicans. Right. It's as clear as day that one party, they're not, you know, there are some other issues where at least there's maybe a little where it's 70 30 or 80 20 in either direction. This is like north of 99% in either direction. One side's on the right side and the other side's on the wrong side. It's fucking simple. And if we didn't have them there, we could pass all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're holding us all hostage and making us live in this society that we've never experienced before. Like it doesn't matter, you know, if there there were gunslingers and this kind of that stuff in the old west, which again, as I said, they banned guns in a lot of places and they were able to, but let's say you're out somewhere and you're may run into somebody with a you know, their handgun or the whatever. I mean, we've got people walking around in body armor with fucking weapons of war just shooting up public spaces. Yeah. It's terrorism. Right. And right. the Republican Party is allowing it and supporting it. And again, they're doing it. The NRA is to a certain degree, sure, but at this point they're doing it because of Fox and those other fucks because they are scared that if they don't, that Fox and these places will say they're wimpy on guns and they'll get primaried and they'll lose. That's what it's all about. Well, yeah, but you know how they don't get primaried or you know how they win their primary, uh, win against their primary challenger is if they're spending more money. And, and what I mean by this, what I'm getting at is very clearly Republicans can be bought. So if we're looking at uh, the gun lobby expenditures, for example, uh, 2022, the gun lobby spent $12.8 million, around that amount. In 2022, the pro-gun control side, the opposite side in 2022, barely spent $2.4 million. So they're being outspent by $10 million a year, more or less, by the gun lobby, by the pro-gun lobby. And so if we can start to accumulate financing or some sort of way to outbid the gun lobby, I wonder if Republicans could be bought in order to moderate their position by just raw spending. You know what I mean? You know, and like, I think it was a thing of conscience for him, even though I'm not a big fan of his. But on this, I think when, when after Newtown, when Pat Toomey, who had, I think had younger kids at the time, stepped forward, was willing to 
to co-sponsor that bill in a bipartisan way. Mm-hmm. I think Bloomberg, you know, without saying it, because that would be illegal, made it kind of clear to him and Susan Collins and a few people like that, like, we'll, we'll take care of you in the election. You know what I mean? If you're primary, although I think it really should be like, it should have been, you know, I'll take care of you in a primary and in a general, you're on your own because you still have to win on your fucking ideas and, and whatever. But yes, I do. I do wish they would do more of that. I do wish somebody on that side. And it seems like they've almost given up. I mean, Bloomberg almost seems to have, you know, he set up the organization and he used to be very outspoken and he seems to like have moved on to other stuff. Like the organization is still going. It's still very well funded. It's, you know, it's connected with mom's demands. Certainly Shannon Watts is out there Mm -hmm. and they're still doing a lot of good things, but I just, it doesn't feel like he's as engaged anymore himself. Yeah. It's a shame because I wish that if I wish he'd come, no pun intended, guns blazing into this fucking thing. So with, 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 and said, I'm dumping $2 billion on the table. What are you going to fucking do? Here's what you're going to do. You may be able to wait uh, on a few other things, you know, whatever, but you're passing background checks tomorrow and you're passing red flags tomorrow and a couple of things where I'm fucking coming for you. I just get the sense that people are starting to throw their hands up and go, yeah, there's nothing we can do. So here we are. This well, is just the I new normal. I don't want people to think that. Um, the, the other big thing. But I mean, wh- whether we want them to think that or not, they're still doing it. That's the thing. I mean, I, I get the sense that even Michael Bloomberg, as you were describing, may be doing that exact thing. Like, I'm spending all no, this money right. and I'm not seeing any results. Obviously, in a lot of blue state legislatures, we're getting some reasonable legislation. But Washington State just passed. And even some purple states we've yeah. done. Like, you know, I mean, purple lean blue, but we were able to pass folks. And now it looks like in Minnesota, we've got a shot at getting real legislation. Mm-hmm. Um which is, you know, Democrats only won it by two or three points in the general, maybe four in the election. Like it's no, it's not no longer a solid blue state. It's got a purple state. Yeah. Like, you know, what we did in Virginia when we took over and we passed all this great gun control legislation. We're in Pennsylvania. We just need to take the state Senate. We got the state house and the governor. Michigan, there's a classic example. I mean, it's a lean blue, but it's a purple state. They're passing fucking gun control legislation out the wazoo because they want everything. Yep. Like if we get we, the the so there is a lot of good going on. It's just uh, we we weren't you know the people who came to the fight team thought they were dealing with people on the other side who were civilized, and they're not. You know, like like Donald Trump may be the loudest and, and most gauche of any of them, but Wayne Pierre and all they're not civilized people. They don't care, mm-hmm. and you have to be willing to fight this thing where they're willing to fight it. You know, yeah. um, and so. That you need to, as you just said, millions of dollars should have been put into changing the culture. Mm -hmm. But you know what else should have been done? And this is what's frustrated me to no end is that the right, as we know, when they can't get shit done, look at what they they did with abortion for years. When they can't get shit done at the federal level, they go to states, localities, they find creative ways to do things. Like, you know, so when you're talking about your grassroots sort of thing, go to your city council wherever you are and, and, have them raise the price of fucking bullets. That's not in the Second Amendment. Seattle did it. Yeah. It got the court sued it and they lost. Raise the fucking price of bullets and make it more expensive. Go to stores like, you know, Dick's Sporty Goods took these things out of their stores. Go to these guys and get them as, get, and shame them into not having them in their stores. You know, um, have, have, I never understood this because the right does this kind of bullshit all the time. Have cities pass declarations. Even if there's no sort of, you know, the substance in law because they don't have the right to do it 
to declare that this is an assault weapons free city. We don't want your bullshit in yeah, our city. Yeah. Have them pressure police departments who buy in bulk from gun companies. So these gun companies, you sell assault rifles here. Fuck you. We're not buying from you. I mean, there are a lot of other things, day to day things we could do like that that we don't do. What's the court precedent when it comes to uh, taxing firearms? Like w- one idea that I always con- I always play around with. I'm just I'm just, Cliff. I'm desperate for new ideas in this. Another no, way to well, fight this battle. So, a couple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, one of the things I've thought of is. What are the possibilities? And I know, obviously, there are legislative hurdles to clearing this. Like, national law along any of these lines is impossible. Congress is completely impotent right now. Nothing's going to get passed through Congress. And then however many red state legislatures are never going to pass there either. But just speaking theoretically, what are the, I don't know, constitutional concerns about taxing gun sale profits at 100% or 99% so that there's no longer a profit motive for selling firearms. Like, can we, can, idea. can we do that? I don't, I'm not a lawyer. All I can tell you is constitutionally, there are sales taxes on guns, Yeah. right? So gun, the sales of guns can be taxed. That I can tell you definitively. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you if at that point you can be like, we're taking all your profits. Yeah. But I think you could probably make an argument. I mean, the the other things, the low hanging fruit, we've, you know, you have to be insured for this, that, the other thing. The fact that you're not required to have insurance, to have a gun is fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, and if you did that, quite frankly, you'd price some people out of having guns who right. should anyhow. And others would pay insurance and everybody should have to, because again, we pay the bribe of their damage, not just the fucking carnage, but the injuries and this and that. We're paying for it because nobody has insurance. Nobody's responsible for their behavior. Yeah. You know, and so I, I would, I, you know, I mean, when people are like, well, the court, and the other thing I can't say, well, the Second Amendment and the court, this is a bastardized, ridiculous version of the Second Amendment that nobody even believed existed 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was concocted in a federal society lab where they were like, let's create an individual right. Again and again, as I told you about bans and past history, but also courts found there was no individual right. Well-regulated militia means what it means. You need to, States need to be able to raise militias to protect themselves, and the federal government wasn't allowed to tell them they couldn't. That's it. Yeah. Under, that, under the Second Amendment, actually states themselves, if you read historians who understand these things, could actually ban guns fully. Mm-hmm. It's just the federal government that can't. Yeah, so if New yeah. York wanted to say no guns, they could do it. The federal government has to allow for the ability for the states to defend themselves, even though none of that really exists anymore with a standing army. But whatever. That's what it was meant for. So, like, chip away all of that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, have, have you know, cities, towns, whatever, issue resolutions, do protests, but also challenge in court. Yeah. I mean, why don't you pass a nine? I mean, these are the things the right does with their stupid six week heartbeat bill. Yes, the they trap passed laws. numerous times when we had, you know, law, when we, you know, and they call, so they'd have towns that would be like, we're not abortion towns and shit like that. And they do all that while Roe was in, in charge. And it changes culture, it changes attitudes. We should, that's what frustrates me is there, there are states that can go much further. In, in in passing gun laws, there's some cities that happen to be in either moderate to liberal states that go even could go even further than those states because the states won't stop them from doing it. And then you know, otherwise, in in cities that are stuck in you know reddish states like mine, pass all this shit, make them say yeah. no. 
Yeah, yeah. Make them fight it because right now they're you know they're already getting their asses kicked on abortion and democracy. This would kind of be a perfect third issue to slide in there mm-hmm. as you know and destroy them next year. All right. So if you're pissed off at cable news, other very serious political analysts these days. Here's an outstanding way to support independent media, specifically this podcast, for just five bucks per month. You can support our Patreon page as we guide you through the madness and chaos of our politics. But it's not just about supporting shows like this one. You're also going to get bonus content as a reward for your monthly support. We're talking about exclusive access to our Shadow Docket show recorded after the end credits on our Tuesday and Thursday podcast. You also get access to the Patreon app where you can download the free show and our bonus content. Plus, you can join the discussion with our community of Patreon members in the comments under each episode. All that for just $5 per month, pennies per show. So don't miss out. Again, that's bobsuskashow.com. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends. And we thank you. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska. All-time favorites all day long. I just keep thinking about, and I think part of the inspiration for why I'm going down this road of new ideas, some fresh perspectives, some crazy ideas thrown into the mix is inspired by Republican anti-abortion trap laws preceding the Dobbs decision. And what they did is instead of outright banning abortion, they nibbled around the edges and made it really difficult to get an abortion in many of these states by monkeying around with the rules that surround it. Like an abortion clinic has to be within a certain distance of a hospital and things like that. And so, that's what I'm thinking. Like, we got to start thinking. I hate this phrase, but we got to start thinking outside the envelope on this issue the no, way Republicans right. have been doing with abortion for all these years. And it's and there's never a home run. There's never like a single button press that solves all the problems. I think sometimes liberals, Democrats want that magic button that solves all the problems in one big fell swoop. But we can't do it that way. We got to start targeting all around and get aggressive with that and start putting action where our outrage is. It's just got to break this cycle of mass shooting, outrage, reaction, then we move on to the next thing and nothing gets done. No, well, it needs to be that there's different strategies, different tactics for different places. What you can do yeah. in blue states versus what you can do in red states, some of it's protests, some of it's passing local laws, some of it's mm-hmm. passing ordinances or whatever, national laws, some of it's putting stuff on ballots. I mean, there's a million different ways the right did all of this shit. And as you know, 
the biggest thing we could do is make it more expensive and more inconvenient for people to own guns, which yeah. is what they did with abortion. And that you do by taxing the fuck out of stuff if you can, taking away government subsidies from places that are supporting, you know, ridiculous gun laws in ways that you can, um, you know, and making as many rules as you can as we can fit under the, the current stupid interpretation of the Second Amendment about where yeah. you're allowed to have guns and where you're not, you know, start doing all that kind of shit. Constantly. And we're doing some of it. I don't want to – I said – I mentioned Seattle did that with bullets, and I've mentioned other stuff. It's not to say nobody's done these things at all, but we should like turn them up to use an old phrase to 11 and mm -hmm. you know get the shit going. Yeah, and like your, uh, your former friend uh, John McCain used to say about energy solutions, an all-of-the-above solution to guns, I think, is in order here, where we do just a full-court press and we try everything. Throw everything against the wall. Be relentless about it. But once again, I go back to the original question, which is money, money, money. Where are we going to get the money? We've got to shake that tree and get some of these uh, wealthy sort of center-left-leaning financiers to finally start coughing up some serious money so we can compete against the gun lobby which is winning the money war and has been winning the money war all along and we're just behind the eight ball when it comes to all of that it's it's immensely frustrating There's no doubt yeah i mean it's the story of so many of these kinds of things where we got caught flat-footed they started this radicalization and you know we either weren't paying attention or just didn't want to believe it was happening and also thought to ourselves, you know, oh, it's fine. I mean, you know, especially when this started with the NRA in the late 70s, early 80s, you know, it was like, when will Democrats ever not control the House again? We're good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they controlled the House for 40 years before Gingrich knocked them out. I mean, I think there just was a lot of arrogance and a lot of like not taking as seriously the threat. And again, like nobody knew. I, I'm not trying to, you know, 15, 20 years ago, it was tough, tough to understand. But I was saying this five years ago. I mean, you know, you looked at the the, the track, the, the trends, and I was saying, guys, within a year or two or whatever it was at the time, I'm like, guns are going to be the number one killer of kids. Right mm -hmm. now, it's automobiles. Automobiles, because we're regulating them more, is going down, and guns are spiking. We're there. Yep. You know, soon we're going to have large scale type attacks because we allow people to go so easily armed. January sixth. You know, soon we're we're going to going to have shootouts with gangs or other groups in the streets that are going to take. You know, and this was already starting back then, but are going to be a regular occurrence to where people. I mean. At what point, you know, and maybe there's this is the economic incentive because at what point do businesses get together and just say enough? Yeah. I mean, there, there will be people as this gets worse, and trust me, it will because there's guns everywhere, easy to get, and too many crazy, you know, for lack of a technical term, people <laughs> out there. Like, there will be people who are like, you know, I don't think it's worth it to go to that movie. I think I'm mm -hmm. just going to watch it at home. I don't think it's worth it to go to that restaurant. Like, it's going to harm our economy because people are just are, are going to feel vulnerable in public spaces. And they're going to because they fucking are. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's domestic terrorism. And these are all the sorts of things that you include in a national uh, sort of PSA campaign. And obviously, this extends very much into places like TikTok and Instagram and social media oh, in general and, and so on. And get the word out there and, and, and use 
all of it. The fear, the terrorism. I mean, for God's sake, those anti-smoking ads, they were showing people like peeling off parts of their face and I know. what it looks like to have a trach. I thought it was like to... Dawn of the Dead. And I'm like, yeah, wait, it's just yeah. a smoking ad. I mean, remember uh, Yul Brenner? Yul Brenner getting on with yep. like end-stage lung cancer and doing a PSA? It's shit like that that's so immensely or was so immensely effective in kind of shaming people out of their addiction. And and it was able to overcome actual chemical addiction. I cannot emphasize how momentous that is. Uh, yeah. Having been I mean, a, a former I mean, smoker myself and knowing what that addiction feels like, to be shaken away from that is uh, quite a, an right, undertaking. And now I'm just saying, like, show, I mean, look, you have what you need for this. Yeah. And God, I wish we didn't have what we needed. But there's dead children. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> remember, I'll never forget you and I cut that ad right after Newtown trying to keep, make sure we kept Democrats, you know, united. And we went after a, a bad Democrat, John Barrow, yeah. down in Georgia, who was <laughs> talking about not voting for things and whatever. And we used this little, my pappy gave me this gun. And, you know, he, he like cocked the gun in the ad. Yeah, which, showing of off course, his gun. I mean, right? all the Democrats. Like, remember huh? what you, remember, and you get the credit because you, you, you know, I, scripted but you got the specifics you showed footage from newtown and you may have shown them from one or two others you know there's body bags there's there's children crying think of that image that we saw the other day and that's now like a few shootings ago yeah. that wasn't in kentucky right that was the one in nashville mm -hmm. of that of that little girl sitting here on the bus just oh, you yeah. know yeah bawling her eyes out these are images that need to be used mm -hmm. you know assuming that parents of these kids are okay with that obviously I imagine, that's a big part of it yeah i but imagine guys like fred gutenberg could be uh helpful along those lines as far as uh but reaching out to parents should, yeah yeah i mean people should be educated on what this does to muscle bone and skin mm -hmm. and tendons and whatever they should see we should be doing ads with with demos and showing what an assault rifle does right. put up like a fucking you know put up something like a crash test dummy show what an assault rifle does to it mm -hmm. you know show scenes from some of these places with body bags i mean let you know th that's kind of psas you need to know and people just need to all feel like because they've become more and more in favor of this but they've only become more passionately to where it's an issue they'll vote on when they start getting scared for their families and we've already yeah. seen that with some people but it needs to happen with more people and again not because we're manipulating them because they should be fucking scared because i'm not saying it's like the likeliest thing to happen in the world but it's a fuck of a lot more likely to happen in the United States than any other country like this, and that's because we've chosen to have it be that way. Yep. Okay, short break. Back with more Cliff right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. Hey, you want to take some questions from my Patreon subscribers? Let's do some of those, huh? Uh, Let's do that. William Refslin has this question for you, Cliff. When I was in high school, our world-ending worry was nuclear war. <laughs> I think you and I both <laughs> remember that, Cliff. We got we, we, we got the Berlin Wall falling, and we finally took a deep breath and had some hope. Yeah, that was an amazing time there for about five minutes when there was, like, world peace. Um, what do you think the yeah. moments will be that will give our children the deep breath they so richly deserve about the gun issue? So, like, when are we going to enter that early 90s phase but for the gun issue just looking for that bright spot to work for thank you so much what do you think no i appreciate the question um i because i do think you know <clears throat> overwhelming majorities of the kinds that we have on these issues cannot be thwarted forever yeah they yeah. just can't you're right and especially when people get to a point where on a basic level they're scared for the lives of their families um and so um i, I think we're actually we're approaching that point can i tell you when exactly it'll be specifically if obviously we can reelect biden you know win back the house which i think it's, it's expected but the tougher thing is holding the senate mm-hmm. and you know especially with enough non-dunderheaded mansions so that we can change filibuster rules but i, I do think that it seems like it's forever away because people are losing their lives i don't think it is and i think that the, the you saw what those the, those kids and other folks did in tennessee and they're fucking pissed and they should be. And you saw it after, after, you know, Parkland. And I mean, I, I, I could see the turnout being absolutely ludicrous in 2024. Yeah. And if that is what ends up happening, you get a lot of Republicans in places who never expected it turned out. And this could be one of the main reasons why. And then we really could be in a position to start en- enacting common sense laws and well beyond that to like you know not just the basic three or four but sort of more like the 10 or 12 that would really turn us towards what most other countries are doing yeah i mean along those lines i hate to whistle past the graveyard as the saying goes but the republicans are about to renominate a guy whose favorability rating right now is 25 percent I mean, for fuck's sake, what are they thinking? <laughs> what are they thinking I mean, with, with Trump again? A four, they I mean, could lose yeah. a fourth national election in a row. He, he's like a, you know, he's he, he sort of emits a silicon orange spray. <laughs> that I think, um, in all seriousness, like yeah, they are. And anybody who's, I mean, DeSantis, I said from the beginning, I'm like Jeb. You know, like people are like, oh, DeSantis. I'm like, have you watched this guy? I, know. I love with the early bubbles on these things that are so wrong. And maybe <laughs> somebody maybe somebody will come forth that can weave those, you know, I don't know who it is. So don't think I'm thinking of somebody who can find a way to like, you know, look more more reasonable, but also keep the the MAGA nuts on board. Mm-hmm. But but none of this current crop can touch Trump. And again, when you're dealing with a party that is in an in information bubble, it's in the same thing I just talked about with guns and other stuff. And they're told like, it's awesome when he's being indicted, you know, it's just a plot against him. It shows how strong and virile and whatever he is like they're, they're going to keep enough of their people who are going to be addicted to Trump and need Trump that if somebody else is the nominee, they'll stay home. Yeah, I could even see Trump running third party because <laughs> it's all about him. That makes me happy. You yeah. that. <laughs> you right. know? And if it's and if it's just him, then like 
where he got 74 million votes last time. Somebody explain to me where the new votes come from. Yeah. That was that, they got that before January 6th and before being indicted criminally indicted and you know before the stuff came out about stealing national security secrets and a million more things that are have yet to come out cuz the man crimes like the rest of us breathe. So <laughs> the, the you know like they they that 25 30 35% whatever just fucking loves him. And they're going to stay with him and everybody else, you know, I mean, it could end, I mean, my hope could end up being a landslide because if that happened, we really could then have a chance at holding the Senate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he hit his ceiling long ago. There's no way he's getting more voters out of this. Certainly yeah. not he's while he's under indictment in multiple jurisdictions. You know what I mean? No, I no more happening. than like, yeah, he's mm. limited in his appeal in general. And then on top of that, you know, they can only demonize whoever the Democratic opponent is to so many people who sort of lean Republican or thinking you're not voting Republican and say, well, OK, I guess Trump's horrible, but the Democrats worse. Like, yeah, there are people out there like that they'll get who don't like Trump. But there's just there, there isn't a big enough pool of those two groups of people. Right. For them. OK, uh, next question from Linda O'Brien. Hi, Cliff. What's your opinion of Man Manhattan D.A. Bragg taking Jim Jordan to court to help him stop obstructing the case? Will it be successful or will Jordan continue to be a dick? <laughs> I think anybody who ever questions whether, you know, asks the question of whether Jordan will continue to be a dick. Jordan was born a dick. He was a dick when he let people get molested and didn't care. He was a dick when he ran for Congress. He was a dick when John Boehner referred to him as a legislative terrorist. He was a dick, you know, in everything he's done and everything he's said and his little Beavis-like look that he parades <laughs> around with. I mean, he honestly expected him to put his underwear on his head and to start talking about titty conca any second, okay? And he's such a clown of a joke of a little fucking weasel. And, and so my answer is, I'm glad Alvin Bragg did that. These are the things Democrats need to do. They yep. hit you, you know, the old Sean Connery line from Untouchables. They bring a knife, you bring a gun. Not to go too much into that when we've just talked about how bad guns are. Mm -hmm. But that's a metaphor. My point is, is they hit you, you hit them back twice as fucking hard. And I love the fact that Alvin Bragg didn't wait a second and he sued Jordan Jim Jordan's ass. That's what he needs. It's like when Swalwell, when Jordan says some stupid shit on that committee and Goldman or Swalwell will rip him a new one. Yeah. That you can't allow them any room to breathe. Mm -hmm. All right. Because if you do, they'll come up with stupid shit to say, just constantly be beating on them. Obviously, you know, rhetorically. Yeah. 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 Americans love fighters for sure. Uh, David Joseph Moody asks, <laughs> I like this first part. First, what's your favorite thing about John McCain? And second, <laughs> I thought that months ago the NRA was taken down. How are they still so obviously exerting over influence on elected officials? So, but that, that first part about John McCain, Cliff, I just recently told uh, Kimberly about like th the gigantic breaking news story out of your book from 2008, The Real McCain, <laughs> how you had to do oh, like yes. a national press tour uh, to promote your book in which the... <laughs> You had to keep repeating Basically, the phrase. I don't know how many words yeah. were in that book, but there are a lot of words, but just one word. One word. The C, you know, is what got me all these. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That was an amazing. What a, an amazing period of time that was. Where you, yeah, it, was it was Cliff Schechter going on The Daily Show and going on. Or, I don't think, you, were you on The Daily Show or did they just no, mention he, your book? No, he, he, he showed my book. I saw the <laughs> picture of that, I think, up somewhere on one of my social media where he held my book up. Right, um, because. But I did go, I did go on. Um, 
you know, with a bunch of other folks on MSNBC. I think it was Danny Abrams or I don't remember anymore. But there was a lot of – there was media around it, and it was because of that. And I would yeah. say about John McCain, what do I, what do I mean, here's the thing, you know, the, a, a long enough time change – a long enough dev- devolution mm-hmm. of a party. What we've watched with Republicans is what I like about him is that, you know, maybe it's because he's dead. I don't know. He didn't become one of these people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? it's exactly I can right. criticize McKean all day. And, 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 and even in the book I wrote that was very critical of him, I, told, I said the things I admired about him, <laughs> which is the, what he did in Vietnam, staying there, the right tried to turn it into a, you know, Manchurian candidate, which hilarious with Trump coming on later. No, what he did there was unbelievable. Right. Willing to suffer and for five more years when he could have been let go because of his family name because he wouldn't leave without his men. So I just, I, you know, it, it was, he was, he never was somebody, he was somebody who had shitty policies, who gave in too easily to Bush and kissed Bush's ass because he wanted to be president and whatever. But he was never the, a person of the kind of character of these people right now. I guess the best thing I could say about him is he wasn't, you know, he was absolutely not a MAGA Republican. Right, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing with McCain is I never hated McCain. And McCain never, I mean, he pissed me off, but I never despised him. Like, I despise the the current litter of Republicans. You know what I mean? I didn't either. Yeah, yeah. He could be an arrogant ass, but he wasn't purposely out there just trying to divide for the sake of dividing. Right. Um, even even though so even though he did call his wife a c word, <laughs> that was the well, phrase that you were my, talking my, about my that point. whole year. <laughs> Is I'm not arguing that he was a nun that he had a good temperament. Yeah. And I, and I don't know if that temperament would have been right in the presidency, by the way. Right. And I'm not arguing that that he's he's you know that he was a swell guy. I'm just saying that, you know, is he somebody that I that I like overall? No. Is he somebody I hate? No, either. He did some very honorable things mm-hmm. at times. And he also had a record where he was willing to, to actually listen to people here and there on certain things and support certain reasonable things. You know, yeah. he supported closing the gun show loophole. Yep. He supported um, – uh, at least cap and trade on on climate change. Like at least he was open minded to certain things. He's not. He's not. A, wasn't a closed minded, ideological Putin owned fool. Which Plus, describes ninety five percent of the GOP today. I think the biggest event of his later career was that thumbs down vote saving the Affordable Care Act. I mean, it's that's true. It, it's hard to quantify how important that vote was and how many people. He actually ended up saving in that moment. And certainly, I think Lisa I'll Murkowski... I'll like this. A lot of people would be dead if he hadn't done that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, credit also to what, Lisa Murkowski uh, voted thumbs down on that. And yep. I want to say maybe it was Susan Collins, although I, I'm not entirely confident on that. But A couple of Republicans yeah. voted against it, enough of them. It may have even been Jeff Flake, too, who right. had a sort of late moderate-ish streak. It wasn't really moderate. It was just non, let's call it a not late, non-crazy streak there. Yeah. But, but, but yes, in the end, McCain was the deciding vote. It was the clincher. And he made, yeah. and, and he may have done a little bit overly dramatic style as is his way. <laughs> yeah, um, that was good. But that was great to see him do that right in front of McConnell and to know that Trump no, was know. back there in the White well, House yeah. just stewing over that, shitting his pants. He hated, he always hated McConnell because they fought yeah. on campaign finance stuff and he hated Trump too. So that right. I'm sure yeah. had something to do with it. Yeah, no, look, whatever. I mean, again, you go, you go a generation back, you'll find some people that I would massively agree with. I'd say someone like George Voinovich from Ohio, Dick Luger from Indiana, Mm. you know, there's like a whole crop of people that were like that, that, that I I thought, I think mostly their ideology sucked, but they were open-minded. They weren't controlled by by MAGA nuts and they would vote with, they would vote for some sanity here and there and they were willing to compromise on certain things. And that's where 
I would put McCain. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, other, what was the other question? Oh yeah. It was just, uh, how is the NRA so obviously exerting influence on elected officials? And I think we kind of covered that as far as all that money they're spending. I yeah, think that's I where mean, it look, comes. They and the other groups spend a lot of money. Yeah. But as I said, they don't exert as much control anymore. Right. Um, they exert far less control than they have at any time since they went nuts. The, 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 what it now is it's our fucking system. It's that the people who decide who wins primaries are the people that are on TV and on the radio, not the people within who are within the party because they brainwash the Republican base. Yeah. And so the, 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 the NRA is not as important because others like Fox News have stepped in to make sure that nobody steps away from – you know, the accepted ideology that guns are good yeah, or they rip you in all sorts of ways. Well, the one group that we never talk about, it never comes up in conversation. I never see it mentioned on Twitter is the National Shooting Sports Foundation. They oh, spend, they suck. Yeah, and they spend twice as much money as the NRA, but yet we focus on the NRA, which is actually third now on the list of annual spending. So you've got the National Shooting Sports Foundation. You've got the Gun Owners of America. They're both spending in the uh, seven digits. Uh, I think four point eight million, three point two million. Sports Foundation yeah. is headquartered, by the way. Where? Newtown. I'm not kidding you. Are you serious? I'm God, dead serious. That is so brazen. Can you imagine they were there. They probably knew some of the families, and they still were like, well, "All right." Whatever. <sighs> Staggering. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the most obscene things I've ever seen in my political career, my career covering politics, is in the aftermath of that mass shooting that was so disturbing and so upsetting and so traumatizing. 20 kindergartners. And right after that, gun sales like spiked uh, spending on uh, a pro-gun lobbying spiked. Uh, there were members of Congress who were giving away AR-15s in contests where you send in yep. your email address and you get it gets pulled in a drawing for, it for wasn't a free even as AR-15. Bad as it is a decade later, but you're right. All of that was happening. Yeah. And you know what else was happening, which is just as important and proves the point of earlier, which was we had a congressional majority there, even where I'd say, uh, because there used to be more moderate-ish Republicans, let's remember back in 2012. It's been oh, a yeah. process of culling them. There are at least a dozen Republicans. There may have been more than like a dozen and a half who came out and said they would vote for background checks and a national uh, you know, um, gun trafficking law, which was one of the few good things that was just passed in the Biden thing. Mm-hmm. So we finally got that and whatever. And um, we had 55 fucking votes in the U.S. Senate. Wow. Okay. We did our work. We had 55 votes. It was bipartisan. Yes, it was much more Democratic than Republican, but we had four Republicans voting with us. We had McCain. We had Collins. We had Toomey. Um, Manchin. Who am I missing? Oh, no. I, I say, no, I, I instinctively say well, Joe Manchin. A, yeah. I, I, yeah. He sounds like a Republican, but he's not. How does that work? No, but. Uh, oh, I um, yeah. he's been gone for a while. It was Mark Kirk. Of, okay. Of, right. Right. Of Illinois. We had four Republicans, and Kirk was way too, you know, he's the old style model Republican. He was even willing to vote for the assault weapons ban. Yeah. We had a Republican, and, and they, you know, but that didn't even have enough Democrats, sadly, at that time. Mm. Um, but we would have gotten two bills passed that would have made things much better 
And we had under our fucking constitution of the United States of America, where the Senate is, is ruled by a majority, we didn't just have even 50 or 51. We had 55 votes and we were going to have a majority of the House we would have gotten something done. And, and because of this, this fucking filibuster. Yeah, it was the uh, Mansion Toomey Amendment that would have expanded background checks to Internet yep. sales and, and I think private gun sales and it, it, yeah, I mean, it wasn't event. as it wasn't wouldn't have covered everything like i think it should because i don't give a shit if yeah. somebody leaves you a gun as like a you know in their will well yeah. you still have to prove you're safe enough to use it or you have to sell it and keep the money as far as i'm concerned right. and your neighbor shouldn't be able to just be like hey want to buy a gun buddy yeah. they left those loopholes in there and those would have come around where we would have to deal with them but the two biggest places now are are these gun shows and flea markets and online mm -hmm. that people get get guns without background checks and it would have closed both of those and that would have made a huge fucking difference yeah well a uh, couple more questions here before we wrap up cliff uh yep. this from roger stevenson what is it going to take to break the gerrymandered supermajority in the ohio state house um Good question. Um, <laughs> I mean, like what we've been talking about, look what happened in Tennessee. It's going to take an absolutely enormous out, you know, turnout and vote. Yeah. Um, we have a chance of doing that this year. Biden will be at the top of the ticket um, and Sherrod Brown will be running. Yeah. Which creates a situation where Sherrod Brown has always been able to to juice turnout and win over that five or so percent of Trump voters where, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't change at all who he is. He just is tough on trade and certain other stuff. And he's mm -hmm. able to win some of them over by what he believes by being, you know, as authentic as he is, uh, you know, I think it could turn out, but that they won't help us in most of their stuff. But I think if the turnout can be the turnout just now in tennis in uh, Wisconsin for that, off year, crazy year, you know, off year race. And the last one was in 2019 where they had one, like the one this year in like, you know, a general election in, you know, freaking April of an odd year, right? Yeah. And the the turnout went up 240%. You do that. Yeah. Yes. I mean, they are approaching like midterm turnout numbers. You do that and have the general election turnout go up 240 percent from what it was in 2020 yes you'll break that even the, there will be places where we will win certain seats here we shouldn't win where the republicans have a seven or eight point advantage that is one way you undo it and the other way is obviously the courts found it was unconstitutional they they took over a court seat and they kept you know slowing it down and refusing to accept the new lines but under that the system of reform here it still has to be revisited uh in 2024 if they failed to pass a map that everybody agreed on. So it will come up again. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, one last question for you, and this is a, this is a fun one. Uh, John Sisson right. asks, uh, you get a chance to do a walk-on part in a Star Trek or Star Wars program. Uh, Which one do you choose? I think I know the answer to this question, but go ahead. So wait, this is a program, not a movie. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it could be a movie. I, I would Let's loop in movies, too. Well, so, I'll stick with shows is a little easier. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, you know. <laughs> There's a greater chance I, of being I, on a show than in a movie? Well, no, you know, it's a little easier for me to, to think about. Oh, okay, uh, I just see. In, in the, like, where would I fit in? <laughs> um, I don't know. I would be... I would be the younger Padawan you didn't know about. I don't know if I'm younger, though, so uh, we have to look that up. I think I'm younger. Padawan you didn't know about that Obi-Wan trained. Okay. 
Excellent. And I would be out there with Obi-Wan fighting some, you know, the only other thing I can think of is I would love to like go along with the Mandalorian and kick some ass. Pedro Pascal is fucking awesome. Oh, no. But I think that's where I'd go with it. But, you know, this stuff, it's tough, man. Like, yeah, I'm loving Picard right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I could, I could have, I could have easily, you know, wanted to try to do my Scottish accent. It wasn't very good. Uh, and be Scotty, you know, within the Chris Pine movies. I don't know. There's oh, so sure. much. Uh, <laughs> um, what would you do, Bob? Uh, you know what? That's a really good question because Star Wars is my favorite. I love Star Trek, too, obviously. I'm looking at, uh, I think Mary Trump and I are going to start a Star Trek podcast here in the not-too-distant future. But uh, so I have, I have always had the dream of playing a, like a background Klingon, like as a one of a, the Klingon extras uh, that show up with other, with other Klingons. You know what I mean? That I would love to do. And I don't know. It, it's It seems like... At some point, the more connections I make with people who are actually in the Star Trek universe, yeah, it I mean, becomes a greater online. possibility. A lot, a lot, yeah. Most of them follow you, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. As you know, <laughs> um, and I don't know if I could ever get a part of the movie. I never tried. I should have. But as you know, I was lucky enough and able to meet Mark Hamill because he followed me and, and actually liked the fact that he was, well, he's passionate about gun stuff. And I guess somehow came across some stuff I did on TV, and then I decided to send him a, a direct message in 2016 because why the fuck not because yeah. i was like why is this guy following me i love him and yeah. i don't really understand it and that turned into a friendship and i got to take my family over uh, during the filming of the last jedi so those those connections should develop <laughs> on twitter and other places it's an amazing you know, thing life is so weird isn't it <laughs> if i had thought about it back then maybe i would have said hey in the next one can i be like a you know a pilot for like a fucking tie fighter and just be one of these assholes on the, you know, uh, an asshole bad guys who's getting excited because I'm about to shoot one of you and you blow me the fuck up. <laughs> like I would have been into that. I just, I get the sense that there for our generation, there are three like movie people that we would love to engage with. Like Luke Skywalker would be one. Yep. Um, let's say Quint from Jaws. I just like to hang out and talk about injuries oh God, with Quint. Awesome. Yeah, hear him tell the Indiana, the you USS and I need Indiana to start story. A podcast on just pop culture and shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I said the you. USS Indiana. I meant USS Indianapolis and uh, yep. and and Indiana Jones or like Marty McFly. Oh These are all characters yes. that you bump into, and and suddenly it's. I don't mean to, to brag about this. It's just fucking weird that now you and I both are on a first name basis with Luke Skywalker. It just blows me away. No, no, I, it, it is all very strange stuff. And it started, that was by far the weirdest. And maybe it was easy that I got my, I didn't just stick like my toe in the shallow end of the pool. Like I met Mark Hamill. Yeah. Like was the first probably famous person I met through Twitter. <laughs> that I can remember. And so after that, everything gets easier because I talked to him on the phone a few times when we were planning this thing. And I was, you know, I mean, I'm trying to be like cool and stuff like that. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm, I'm a pretty relaxed guy. I'm not shy, but it's fucking the guy that, you know, when I was, when I was, uh, I still remember one of the earliest memories when I was in 1977, I was five years old. Yep. And my dad and I walked to the theater. And my dad passed away 10 years ago, so I'm not trying to turn this into a sob thing. Yeah. But for me, the memory means that much more. That yeah. my dad walked with me, you know, 10 blocks in New York City to go to the Lowe's Theater to see Star Wars and, like, what was it going to be and this and that and whatever. And, like, I'll never forget that, you know. And that's yeah. some, that's, that is a moment he provided. So, you know, like, yes, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. But I would have to believe with some of the folks you're meeting – 
you'll get to do something like that. Although if you want to see the last thing, I'll say something really cool. Do you, is your, your computer like such that you can view Twitter right in front of you? Yes. Yes. You're, you'll know this. And if you don't know this, I'll be very sad. Okay. Um, go to, go to my Twitter and see my, see my picture, see, see my avatar and tell me where I am. Okay, let's see here. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. This looks like. All right. You're on the Millennium Falcon. You're you're sitting at ding the, ding <laughs> ding. Motherfucker nailed it. <laughs> yeah, of course. I am sitting at the chess table uh, where Chewbacca lost his shit, and on the Millennium Falcon. That <sighs> that out of beyond the people we met when we got to go to the last Jedi thing, sitting on the Millennium Falcon is the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. So well, that's my not, kids and my wife come first. That's you know? not the Disney one. That was the actual set from The oh, Last yeah. Jedi. That's the set from The Last Jedi. That shit's Incredible. legit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, see, you and John Fugelsang both have me topped because he's got pictures of himself with Chewbacca and R2. You've got a oh. picture of yourself uh, sitting on the actual on-screen Millennium Falcon from The Last Jedi, and uh, and I don't have any of that. So I, I'm, like, way behind as far as that goes. But You uh, will catch up, sir. Something to work you toward. You will catch up. <laughs> yeah. And I cropped that photo. It, the reason it may look a little weird how I did it is because my family was in it, too, and they didn't <laughs> consent to being part of my avatar on Twitter, and I'm actually not a big believer because, you know, kids, like, are going to have to live the rest of their lives with all the shit about them online. So I try to not... Yeah. put stuff about my kids online unless they really want it to That's be up there. That's a good idea. So, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. So uh, everything going good with the uh, YouTube channel? Everything going uh Everything's going great. Yeah. You all who ask nice questions, the rest of you, please, you must subscribe. I'm going to tell you right now, we're growing quickly, but we want to grow quicklier. <laughs> um, there's a lot of bad stuff <laughs> out there, and, and we, you know, I think hopefully I'm pretty good at messaging and, and fighting this stuff, and and right now, I will tell you that we are sitting at 12,960 subscriptions. So hey, that's we're nice. going to be the 40 people listening to Bob, 40 of you, that's all. That, that's what I need, to come over to – it's just at C. Schechter on YouTube, and you will find it. Just at C, my, you know, my first initial, and then Schechter, S-C-H-E-C-T-E-R. You'll see it there, or the newest one is on Ron DeSantis, how he keeps stepping on rakes, and we work a little bit of uh, <laughs> yes. Sideshow Bob. Into, a little Sideshow Bob gets worked into that, yep. and Mickey Mouse is giving him the finger. Um, <laughs> it's a nice, it's a, you know, like the the uh, the, the <laughs> thumbnail. Yeah. But if you if you go there to at C. Schechter, 12960, and if you guys get me over 13,000, I will forever proclaim that Bob Sussman's show is magic and godlike <laughs> and maybe should from this point future be called Zeus. Yeah. Well, famously, I, I hate to break it to you, but famously, I only have nine listeners. So I can send the nine. I mean, we can get our nine listeners to go over and subscribe. And, and so that's something. So, you know, there's. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, somehow I don't, I think you have more than nine downloads of your thing. <laughs> I know. But uh, if all nine of you will get 31 friends, is that, is that yes? <laughs> See, I'm doing math on the run here. Perfect. We can make this happen. All right. 13,000. I got a lucky number. I got a link in the description to uh, follow uh, Cliff's YouTube channel, so please go and do that. BobSuska.com. Just find this episode dated 41223. 
click on that link and scroll on down. Not only can you support the independent band that we played here on the show, but also uh, obviously Cliff's YouTube channel as well. Subscribe now, smash that like button and the bell and the uh, notifications and whatever you do on YouTube. Oh, uh, the kids say Cliff, everything yeah. we do. Yeah, thumbs up. Now, uh, last thing I'll say is you all get how like privileged you are and lucky to get to listen to Bob all the time, right? Because <laughs> Bob's awesome and like easily, I'm going to tell you something you don't, you may not know, I don't know if you've met him or not, but in the industry filled with lots of fake and awful people, Bob's one of the best oh, that thank you'll you. ever meet. Thank you. Well, same. Oh, same to you, my friend. Very, very true. So. All right. Well, thanks so much. Great talking to you. Great talking to you too, buddy. Thank you. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Another shooter's gone out shooting Today it's breaking news Another shooter's gone out shooting They're sending camera crews Now we got more guns and people And that gives me the blues Now shooting's on the rise that's what all the papers say Politicians making promises But the guns don't go away And instead of changing laws They send thoughts and prayers your way
the shooters gone out shooting. Today it's breaking news. Another shooter's gone out shooting. They're sending camera crews. Now we got more guns than people. Shooter.